Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga. All right, thanks for staying with us on Hot Business. Uh, we know that in the last year or so, we've been seeing that there's this thing called a buyer's market. You can negotiate a little bit better. Uh, the environment has been a little bit sluggish. That seems set to change. Let's speak to the Managing Director of Tyson Properties in Johannesburg, Francois Dutoy. Francois, thanks for your time. Always good to have you on Hot Business. Uh, what's 2024 going to look like in that sector? So all very positive for 2024. Um, traditionally, uh, property in South Africa, especially in the residential sector, was in a buyer's market or a so-called buyer's market, um, which basically means that buyers have a lot of choice and a lot of options. And um, normally it would drive the price down. So sellers would would have to um, negotiate and in a lot of cases, accept a slightly lower price than what they were kind of expecting. We are slowly moving towards a seller's market, which basically means that um, sellers can negotiate a little bit harder. Um, there are a few pockets, especially on the coastal areas, where sellers definitely are starting to achieve slightly higher prices, um, which is all really, really positive. Okay, and for buyers, I mean, for buyers and renters, even though it's moving towards a, a seller's market, it's not a drastic thing, right? There is still uh, room and potential for investment, growth, and space there. Yes, um, I think it's important to to mention that it's it's not a a, a big shift. Um, there are certain pockets where it's slowly going into a seller's market, especially the coastal regions. I'm referring to. KZN, the Western Cape, and the Garden Route. Um, but definitely still a good time for buyers uh, to get into the, the property market and to, you know, to negotiate hard and um, you know, get some really good deals from an investment perspective. Um, an interesting stat is that in, in 2023, 38% um, of all transactions were first-time homeowners or people buying for the first time, which means that a, a whole new segment is coming into the market and that is really positive. What if someone is part of that cohort of first-time buyers, France, or, or wants to be part of it? What tips and advice do you have for them? Um, I would really, um, I would really like to mention that if you're a first-time buyer, it's really important to have a look at your financial situation and maybe speak to your bank to potentially get a, a pre-approval. Um, that is not a bond grant; it's just a document that's that the bank gives you to state that that you qualify for X amount of finance. That'll really help you as a first-time buyer to go out and negotiate a little bit harder. Um, if I'm a seller um, and I know that the person that's potentially buying my property um, has a pre-approval, that is really positive. Um, and that'll help you negotiate a little bit little bit higher um, or a little bit better. And then secondly, another really um, pitfall that a lot of first-time homeowners step into is really always try and get the homeowner association or the body corporate get the audited financials and find out what the levies and the rates and taxes um, would be on that particular property. Um, quite often on a lot of the complexes and estates, if the complex or the estate is mismanaged, it's normally indication in the levies. The levies will be quite high. And I think first-time buyers would often get so excited about buying the property that they would not dot the I's and cross the T's. And then only afterwards, once the property is transferred in their name, um, they will then get around the fact that the levies are quite high and that affects the affordability. So definitely get those uh, copies of the audited financials from the Homeowners Association and look at those levies and calculate that in your affordability process. Oh, that's a good one. I was actually speaking to a, 
a property practitioner in the last week's segment of this property and I was asking why levies are so high. And so I think maybe I bought <laughs> in a place that was mismanaged. Francois, yes. but this this change that you spoke about a little bit earlier on, uh, you've said that a shift started on New Year's Day. It's going to take about yes. two months. Yes. Um, for for shift for this shift to actually happen, and that's also because outside of the property sector, there's positive changes like improvement in load shedding. I don't know if I was reading that properly, yes. and uh, and maybe changes to our infrastructure as well. Yes. So so. I do believe that um, it's really important to to not let go of the fact that um, if you had to go back a year ago, so the beginning of 2023, there was quite a negative outlook on, um, I think, all around, around the South African economy. You know, people were talking about the rate increase was definitely on the table. There also, also talks about the power grid collapsing. It was very doom and gloom. I think fast forward a year to 2024, um, it's really there has been an improvement um, in load shedding and and these people are, are really held accountable and there's a lot of pressure um, and there's also visible work being done on infrastructure so all the indicators are are really really positive um, and I do think that's gonna slowly um, I think property or real estate property in South Africa will definitely make a big comeback this year um, even in areas that was not um, anticipated I think all around the sentiment out there is very positive um, and yeah, it's really exciting. An exciting time if you're an investor as well. Where do you think that you might get the most value if you're looking at residential properties, Francois? So from a residential perspective and from an investment perspective, um, I really do believe that there's still really good opportunity in Joburg or Johannesburg, just purely around the fact that um, there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of, um, there's a lot of stock, meaning that there's a lot of property on the market. And if you're an investor, in a specific price bracket, you will have a lot of options um, and you will be able to negotiate quite hard. Um, Joburg property um, is definitely going to make a comeback in the next, um, I would say, 24 months. Um, so it's definitely not doom and gloom on, on the Joburg side. About a year ago, everybody was of the opinion that, that um, you know, everybody's immigrating down to the coast. But um, Joburg property market is really stable. There's a lot of um, big uh, financial institutions and IT in, uh, industry, a, a lot of industries that are still based in in, in jo Joburg. So that's really positive. I mean, even if you're saying Johannesburg property is maybe seeing a resurgence uh, or the, it's not as dire as people thought it was, there, there are still concerns, particularly when it comes to Johannesburg. Anecdotally, a friend of mine was telling me they bought a property in a really good area in Johannesburg and they bought it for millions with an S at the end less than they would have normally and they're like because it's it's because of the decay of the city that they were able to get such a good property at a reduced price. Yes, absolutely. Um you've got to understand that, you know, it's the old story. When nobody's interested, you should be interested. And when everybody's interested, you've missed the boat. So, um, yeah, definitely from a value perspective, I do believe that uh, Joburg offers a, a hell of a lot of value in various areas and various segments of the market. Um, we also see a lot of people that move down to the coast that are moving back into Joburg um, for various reasons. Um, salaries down there are slightly lower. Um, schools and housing are more expensive. Um, but also, um, there's also families don't have that family support structure. Um, from a value perspective, there's definitely a lot value in Joburg. 
Okay, it's nice. So nice to speak to someone with a sunny outlook. You know, <laughs> normally you hear it like, "Oh, there's chaos." Uh, you know, run for the hills. But, no, it's but definitely it's, not it's, about, it's often the largest investment that people make, and they they need to think about the layers that you spoke about earlier on when you were giving tips to people who are first time owners. What about people who are towards the end of their property ownership journey who want to scale down, uh, maybe sell? Uh, pack up and go or, or move to renting. Is that is that still a thing? Yeah, we see it a lot, um, a lot in the market currently um, across the board, so coastal and um, in Gauteng. Um, a lot of, exactly to your point, where people have been living in a property for a number of years, you know, and quite often there's a lot of emotion involved, you know, it's where they brought their kids home from, you know, they had various family functions. So there's a lot of emotion involved. Um, and because we haven't had a lot of growth in the last five years, it's sometimes not a nice conversation to have when you try when you're sitting with a client and and just trying to get them to price it realistically where the market is. Um, but we see a lot of our clients that that will offload that property that they've been in for for quite some time, um, and then they'll go onto um, onto a, a rental property. They'll keep the capital and invest the capital, and um, yeah, take it from there. Francois Detroit, thank you so much for your time on Hot Business this evening. He is the MD of Tyson Properties in Johannesburg and joining us on Hot Business this evening to talk about trends, what may happen and different parts of the residential property market. Really appreciate your time tonight, Francois. Thank you. Thank you, Nzinga. I really appreciate it. Okay. When we come back, we're going to be talking about this buy now, pay later you know, it's growing in South Africa. What does it mean? It reminds me, if you guys remember laybys when you were young, I don't know if your parents used them or maybe you used them. Uh, it's like a more sophisticated layby, it sounds like, but I'm going to get more on this with Alex Forsyth, Forsyth Thompson, the CEO of Float, after a short break. Do stay with us on Hot Business here on Hot 1027. Hot 1027 Business with Enzinger.